You can easily tell the difference between the soft skin of a peach and the crust of a loaf of bread, thanks to the sensing cells in your skin. Your tongue can easily tell the difference between the smooth texture and sweetness of a milkshake and the chewy protein of raw fish. But once food gets inside your body, does your sensory experience of it end? Not at all. So there are these neuron sensor cells that are living and seeing on a day-to-day -day basis what is going on in the inside surface of your intestine and then telling the brain, look. On this episode of the American Scientist podcast, an interview with Diego Borges of Duke University on the connection between our guts and our brains. I'm Robert Frederick. People have been writing about food for a long time, often including how food affects them. And scientists have known for some time that cells in your intestine can influence the brain indirectly by secreting hormones to say, ooh, eat more of that, or gosh, I'm full. But a few years ago, Diego Borges and his colleagues discovered that there's also a direct connection from the gut to the brain through a protrusion on these intestinal cells a protrusion that he calls a neuropod. Borges is a neurobiologist at Duke University and recently gave a talk about neuropods at a Sigma Xi chapter meeting here in Research Triangle Park, North Carolina. I spoke with him afterwards. So the long-term drive for like what gets me out of home every day is that today there is not a single effective therapy to treat the brain. You know, all of the therapies that we have have very distinctive uh, side effects. And sometimes the side effects are worse, you know. And I had experience that in uh, personal experience, actually, that in, in my own family. You know? So just the dream of the potential uh, opportunity to be able to treat the brain from outside of the brain, uh, I think is fascinating. And I, that's what gets me going. And I think that I'm, I'm sure we will be there someday. May, I may not be there to see it, but <laughs> uh, we will be there. Reminding me of some of the wisdom of the ancient Greeks uh, and, you know, let food be your medicine and medicine be your food. Yes, and uh, in fact, in my journey of uh, discovery, like what we do and why we do it, um, if we go back into like single cell organisms, uh, we truly evolved around food. So it's not a surprise that uh, food really drives who we are. You know, and if you think about it, you know, like we have this talk, the conversation was around pizza, what kind of pizza there is, you know. And the first thing that we do after brushing our teeth in the morning is like eat something, you know. So it is just so ingrained in who we are. And depending, of course, what we eat, that's going to change who we are. You know, that's at the most basic level. If you eat, you know, a burger or if you eat a steak versus you eat sashimi, that's going to be very different who you are because it should, you know. <laughs> Is there some reason for the recent advances in this field, some new technology or something? Yes, particularly for the uh, in neurosciences. We have the ability to connect to tease apart two cells that are connected by one synapse. 20 years ago, that was 
science fiction. We have the ability to know how a single cell, what are the genes expressed in a single cell, and how it is that certain things in the environment changes that cell forever. We have the ability to take out a mature stem cell in the body and then turn it into a mini organ with all of the other cell types in there. So if you put all of those things together, you know, now you have a whole different way of asking questions and coming up with answers. You know? So technology, I believe, really drives our ability to answer questions, not necessarily our ability to ask the questions, but certainly our ability to answer bigger and better questions. These were not technologies that were necessarily invented for this research, or were they? No, they were not. Uh, in fact, we have been early adopters of technologies that were developed for the brain, the study of uh, the brain connectome, you know, how it is that brain neurons are connected. And uh, there have been several of those that we have benefited from. Uh, one of those is these uh, rabies, monosynaptic tracing, uh, essentially is uh, the rabies virus that has been manipulated so it's not toxic anymore. Uh, but it serves as a tool. It carries a fluorescent protein, so all of the cells that it infects in its path uh, light uh, green. So, uh, and by that we can trace like what are the cells that are transforming, you know, a specific lipid into an electrical pulse that goes up to a neuron that goes up to a specific brain area that makes a decision about oh that was a burger versus that was, you know, a fatty acid from milk. You've done those studies in culture or in mice or something? So that's ongoing um, work in the laboratory. And there has been some hints at it. And uh, we uh, have some new information that, yes, these cells have the ability to distinguish, uh, you know, those nutrients, which makes sense. You know, the, the gut should be able, just like your hands have the ability to distinguish the soft touch of a towel versus a uh, barbed wire, you know, uh, the gut should also be able to make sense of not only the chemical properties of food, but also like the mechanical properties of it and tell the brain. And these cells will be able to sense sugars in our body, like what are the ones that have calories versus the ones that don't have calories, like Diet Coke versus regular Coke. And tell the brain about it. And we are digging deeper on that subject in our laboratory. Is any of this research published right now, or will it be soon? It will be uh, later on uh, published this year. Yeah. 2018. 2018. <laughs> Diego Borges, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Diego Borges is a gut-brain neuroscientist at Duke University. You've been listening to a podcast from American Scientist Magazine, published by Sigma Xi, the Scientific Research Honor Society. I'm Robert Frederick. Thank you for joining us.